Welcome to another K-Talk, but K-Sex Talk. And today we are going to talk about sex, a little bit of empowerment, a little bit of disempowerment, um, partnerships, knowing the difference. We are going to take a little ride today. This one is not as laid out as the rest. This is just a little conversation. I will be giving you guys some personal examples. Um, People seem to really like this kind of thing. So I think this is what I am going to do. Anyways, let me know what you guys think. And now, get ready for the fun. Oh my god. So do you guys like remember a time when you were like, crazy crazy into somebody you know that new love feeling that feeling of just being with somebody like knowing that you could call somebody waiting for your good morning text your good night text someone you could talk to throughout the day who remembers that feeling because let me tell you something it feels like I have not had that feeling since like 1908 okay that's how long it's been And I don't know, for some of you, if it's the same way, just things just feel different. Like, I don't know. Is it an age thing? I mean, y'all let me know, because I think it is an age thing. I think part of, like, just getting older, your expectations um, change. Like, you know, the things that you used to take for granted, you just don't really have now, because being an adult is different than being a teen. When you were a teen and you had your teen boyfriend, you guys could text and talk all day, well... When I was in high school, they were texting, so I'm not that old. I could text and talk all day, but when you become an adult and you have responsibilities, like, things change, and then when you become an adult adult and you start to date and the person that you're dating has children, it's just a completely different ballgame because, if especially if you don't have kids yourself, you're kind of working on somebody else's schedule. You're sort of working on someone else's mood and timeline because you personally don't know what it's like. I mean, when you have kids, you have responsibilities, you kind of, you're in a different vibe than somebody who doesn't have, especially if you are older than the other person. So today, today, we're going to talk about um, sex and empowerment. Um because I think that it's an important conversation and I think it's an uncomfortable conversation because sex is very empowering 100%, but there are other things that need to go in. That's why I kind of mixed in the so into you vibe because let's talk about sex and being into somebody and how this kind of equates to um, empowerment, which is a huge topic and I swear more people need to talk about empowerment. So many people talk about motivation, which empowerment and motivation kind of work hand in hand. They feed off of each other. But I love the word empowerment or she she empowerment or whatever you want to call it. I think it's super important. And I think that as a woman, it's even more important than being male uh, for many, many reasons, which we are about to take a dive into. So I don't know about you guys, but I have not been totally into somebody in such a long time where I cannot wait to speak to them, when I cannot wait to be with them. Like, it's crazy. However, I was on a, let's call it, 
sexperiment as I was definitely having a blast with a partner that I had who I absolutely adored, but I wasn't into. And the thing is, is generally, you know, in my past life, I definitely engaged engaged more than I should have. Okay, whatever. Um, but I find that as I get older, sex is becoming a little bit tedious and a little bit meaningless. Um, mainly because I don't think that it's it's sorry, not I don't think. It's very different when you're not romantically interested in somebody. And when I mean romantically interested, I mean like as in I will not be in a relationship with you because past sex we really don't have anything in common. We're just kind of, you know, we just have an attraction level. That's all we have. And personally for me, I've always sort of been that person. I am definitely a shallow person. I just want to do that. I don't want to get connected. I don't want to build anything. But it's becoming less and less empowering. As a matter of fact, to me, sex is becoming a little bit disempowering because there's nothing at the end of it. There is nothing. So I've had fun for like 30 minutes, but that's about it. But what comes next? What's the next step? And I think that it's more of a thing with age. So I think as we age, especially for women, our needs and our wants are different. Um, So for example, myself, I will be entering my dirty 30s soon enough. I don't care to think about that. And with me entering my dirty 30s, you know, I'm finding that I am not as empowered as I used to be sexually, mainly because I think that my needs and my wants have changed. So from just having a casual partner that I could see to now wanting somebody that's a little bit more stable and around a lot more. And I think that there's a lot of women who are also in in the same boat as me because now when you have sex, you don't feel very empowered. You feel a little bit disempowered, like, oh, wow. So I was just with this person, but they didn't ask me to be their girlfriend. They didn't ask me for a relationship. They didn't ask me to see me more. I just did this and that's it. It's very shallow. It's very empty. It's hollow, really. And I think that, like, you know, when I do have sex with somebody that I truly, truly like or that I'm kind of into, which hasn't been, which has been a while since that's happened, I feel a little bit more pleased with myself. I feel more accomplished. I feel a little bit more empowered. And I think it's because of a conversation that I'm internally having. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day about our internal and our external conversations. I think a lot of us, we think about empowerment from an external point of view, which is like, if I do this, um, this will happen. Like me getting this award has made me feel, yeah, no. It's really more of an internal thing because our internal conversations are what always win. What we say to ourselves is way more important than what the external values around us say, the external people. Who cares what they think? At the end of the day, we can make it seem like we really care, but we really don't. Um, and when they say something that affects us, it's because this is already hitting on our our core internal conversations. In other words, if I say that I'm a brute and somebody tells me that I'm a good person, I'm going to live through the brute eyes, which is that I am a brute and I do brutish things and that's it. It doesn't really matter if this person thinks I'm a good person. At the end of the day, I have to answer to that. Um, and within my ebook that I have, I talk about two faces, which is one that we show to the world, which is something I learned in Japan, something we show to the world versus what we show in private. 
Um, and I consider our private as our internal versus our external. There are things that I will say to myself or in my home within my own walls that I will not say outside and with other people. And I am not the only person. There are many of us like this. And I think that when it comes to sex, it's the same way, right? The internal conversations that I used to have, I will just share because I feel like sharing. Yes, you guys are getting the tea. Um, but internal conversations that I used to have with sex, which was that it was very empowering for me. I was usually in the power to be pleased by somebody else. So I was feeling very powerful. I was feeling like I owned this. This was my field to play in as I've aged, I don't necessarily feel the same way. Because when that's all said and done, that person will go to girl number two and ask girl number two to be his girlfriend and will not bother with me at all. That doesn't make me feel empowered. And I believe that that's an age thing because I think that, you know, as I turn 20, oh, as I turn 29, I'm 29 right now. As I begin to turn 30, my societal not societal, but my values will change. Perhaps I've never thought about children or family or any of those things before, but now that I'm turning 30, it's very different. And do not get me twisted because I do not think that having a baby makes you empowered. I don't. And I don't think that having a husband makes you empowered because again, those are external values. Those are not my internal you know, conversations. But I will tell you that the truth is, the very truth of it is, is that I think externally I project as though I am very happy being single. I'm very happy being on my own. It is like totally fine, but internally I'm not exactly feeling the same way. And I want to speak to the internal part because I think the internal part is what's important. And by that I mean when I say that the internal part is important. The way that I am projected and perceived by my partner is internally because my actions to my partner are just in as much confusion as I am. So sure, I would love to give in. Sure, I would love to do all these things with you, but I cannot. I cannot because I, if, so put it this way, the way that I feel currently right now is a place of empowerment. I've accomplished a lot. I've achieved a lot. Although sometimes it doesn't feel that way. I've done a lot and I've brought myself back. Sort of like the phoenix rising from the ashes. So I do feel very empowered right now. And currently I am not having sex. And that makes me feel even better, to be honest. At this particular point, I feel much better. If I am to give in to this idea of relationships and sex and no attachments and no feelings and all this other stuff, I feel like it might take me back to a place of disempowerment. Because I personally believe that you can feel empowered by having sex. I do stand by that. But I also feel that you can also feel disempowered by having sex. And that's really because it depends on where you are mentally. And I think that that's the most important part. And that goes right back to your internal and your external. If I am a mess mentally because I am feeling rejected, having sex will not make me feel empowered. It'll make me feel disempowered. And not just that too, but the person in which that I am trying to get revenge on doesn't even know that I'm doing this. They could probably care less. So it was, it's not going to make me feel good. 
to know that. But, you know, if I have sex because I feel like it and I'm in the mood and I do this, It'll make me feel empowered 100% because my my mind is not in a negative space. My mind is in a good space and I'm also in good energy. And I think that, that those are like the most important parts of being, you know, empowered through sex. Because, you know, sex is, let, let's be real, as a human being, everybody has sex. There's no person who can really survive without some sort of sexual interaction. It's vital for your happiness level. It's, that's just that's it. Like there is no if, ands, or buts. Um, it makes us happy, all that oxytocin, you know, it's really like just in general, right? Even if we want to be on a scientific basis, same thing. So it's not just a social, socially constructed idea. It's, it's backed up by facts. It makes you happier. Um, but what also makes you happy is also to have a partner, but I want to differentiate partner and empowerment because I think that that is a whole conversation that people really should have. So again, I want to talk about partners and, you know, this whole idea of empowerment. So before you find a partner, you should be empowered. There is no way that you should allow your partner to empower you. If anything, your partner is just supposed to solidify the confidence, your self-esteem that you already have. But this person cannot give it to you. And, you know, a while back, as much as now dis, uh, Will Smith and Jada are kind of discredited, but a while back, Will Smith had said something that I think is really true. And that is that you cannot be the basis for someone else's happiness. And someone cannot base their happiness off of you. And I think that this is facts. There is no way. And I think all the levels of esteem, confidence, empowerment, all this other stuff falls in the same category. You cannot base any of these things on somebody else. It's really about you. And that's what I said, even with the sex example that I gave, right? It should be about you. And that's what it results in in the end. It's about you. It's not about the other person. It's about you. It's how you feel, what you're doing. How's it going to affect you? It's not really them. It is you. You have a choice in every situation that you put yourself into. You have a choice. It is either you are choosing, even, even if you're in the worst, even if you go on a date, okay, for example, you go on a date and the person is a complete pig. You have a choice. You can either get your check and go or you can stay. That is your choice. And I say this because it's the same thing with your partner. You have a choice when you are dating to allow somebody to come in and rearrange your whole life or allow somebody to come in and have boundaries that this person has to respect. And I'm not saying you can't compromise because every relationship is built on compromising. You have to compromise at some, some level, but it is your choice. And I think that I want to stress that enough because I think that choice is often taken away from people, right? They feel like they don't have a choice. They don't have a voice, but choice is really important. And when it comes to your partner, you do not want somebody who makes you feel disempowered. And that's kind of a theme if you date someone that's like an authoritarian, if you want to call them that. Um, but it's, it's, it's something that's very real. Like, you have a choice. And when it comes to choosing, you want to choose somebody that builds you up. You want to choose somebody that teaches you how to be empowered. You want to choose somebody 
who who builds your confidence and your self-esteem, but you do not want somebody who gives it to you. And there's a big difference. I, and by big difference, what I mean is that you cannot be somebody who has no self-esteem and now you're dating somebody who gives you self-esteem. You cannot be that person. And the reason that you cannot be that person is that hopefully your relationship works out, but God forbid it doesn't. What happens to you then? You go back to the bottom of the barrel and maybe you get even lower because now this person has been telling you what to do and helping you build your self-esteem and that just doesn't work for you. Like it doesn't. And it's not just you, it's many people. So you have to be really careful in how you, in how you pick your partners. But you also want to pick your partners when you feel empowered, right? Just like you want to have sex when you feel empowered. You don't want to have sex when you're disempowered. Like, really, that's not going to be a great time for you. And then you're going to spend your time in a mental prison, which is not fun. Like reliving every moment by moment of how you could have done something different and how you could have done this. And rejection actually hurts less when you are empowered. When you are an empowered person, call it egocentric or egotistical, but when you are an empowered person, it hurts a lot less. If you sleep with someone and they never call you back, of course it's going to hurt you, but it's not going to affect you in the same way that you can't go to work the next day or that any of these things will happen. It's just simple. They didn't call you back probably because they're a loser, like that's it, or they're not interested in you, but then maybe they couldn't even afford you or they can afford your lifestyle. Like you don't really know. Sometimes I I think a lot of the times, especially when it comes to sex, because it's very hard not to get emotionally attached, which I'm going to do a podcast on that. But it's really hard to not get emotionally attached to people. And some of us, we are, I mean, by design, we just get attached. We get attached and we want this to work out and we're going to do whatever we can to make it work out. But that's not always the case. That's just facts. It's not always the case. Sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work out and you have to accept that. It's part of life, right? And it, it won't be the first or the last or the third, fourth, fifth time. It'll happen. And so I feel like it's really important that, you know, we, we, we are aware of these things. We are aware of these empowered versus disempowered feelings because then we operate a little bit differently. You will always feel empowered or disempowered. That's a fact. But as to how much of a toll it will take on you, if you build and recognize these, you know, these differences, it'll definitely be less as time goes on, right? Like, it's not going to impact you. Like, some of us right now, when we are disempowered, our whole lives are a wreck, right? Your job is a wreck. Your family is a wreck. Your relationship is a wreck. School is a wreck. Like, everything is just a wreck. When really, it should just be an isolated incident that that one part, so let's say, like, I don't know, work work is affected, but we can still manage to power through our relationships, our families, and our other curricular events. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little talk today.